You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kaylee LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello, you beautiful souls. This is Kalia, and welcome to Pandora's Box. After traveling for nearly four months in my truck camper, I'm now preparing to head towards home. The mountain air in Bend, Oregon is getting cooler, and the warmer temperatures of my Arizona home await me. So I want to take this time today to talk a little bit about the journey. I know a lot of people that I talk to and work with are always curious about where I'm at and how it's going. And it it can be really easy to glamorize a trip like this because there is a certain amount of adventure and glamour in packing up in a truck camper and heading out for the four months of summer. That's what it was for me. I left the 1st of June and we'll be arriving back home around the 1st of October. So I'm starting the journey home. I had prepared a podcast for today. I had done a lot of work on it and it just disappeared. And that's something that tends to happen a lot is things just disappear. And I decided, well, okay, blank slate. It's time to start over. There must be a different message that I have. So I'm going to talk about my journey. Being out on the road for so long, I spend a lot of time alone. I visited friends and family, but only a few days here and a week there. And often there were long weeks of deep introspection and solitude. In my truck camper, in a park, in the wilderness, wherever I was parked. This summer was very different for me. Perhaps it was because so many things that were my life were unraveling. And once again, I was being forced to let go of who I believed myself to be so that I could step into an upgraded version of myself, one that was years in the making and one that I couldn't put off any longer. We all receive callings. We all have that still small voice within that guides us. But our ego self often wants to take control. It fears for our survival, and it doesn't want to stray from the status quo. It wants to stay safe and comfortable within its chosen identity. But I was being asked to shed my identity and peel away those layers of myself that were no longer true to who I was becoming. And I know that I'm not alone. Many of us have outgrown our form and like the caterpillar must undergo a metamorphosis to embrace our new form. I've gone through many a metamorphosis in my lifetime, but this one feels very different. 
It's not about leaving a relationship behind this time or patterns that kept me stuck in outmoded relationships. Those were tough journeys, but through all of it, I was there with you, those of you who were taking the journey with me through the shadows, through narcissistic abuse, through codependency, through toxic relationship patterns, and the like. We were all working to shed those worn out skins that no longer served us. Many of us were going through our own dark night of the soul and metamorphosis. I suppose when I spoke of metamorphosis in the past, I spoke of it as if it had only happened or if it only happens maybe once in a lifetime. It's like the big shedding of old skins. But metamorphosis is a process of life itself. If we are to change and grow and let go of what was in order to embrace what is becoming, we have to constantly be shedding those old skins. So it's more like a snake. I hate to use that metaphor because I really don't like snakes. But you know how a snake is always shedding its skin and then it grows and then it sheds its skin again. We are constantly shedding the old skin so that we can step into the new. So it's an ongoing process. We might get comfortable in our skin for a while and then we outgrow it and we have to morph into our new form. As I zoom out and look at the world now, the planet itself is undergoing a metamorphosis. And I've known this for a long time, and I've spoken about it some, but maybe not enough. It's been a touchy subject to talk about what's going on in the world right now and what's been going on since 2020. It was a lot easier for me to talk about these things before 2020, but since 2020 with the pandemic and everything, people started to divide. They started to split. And there was a lot of tension and people that were going at each other. And I was trying to kind of avoid getting into that by taking a side or speaking my truth. It was really difficult because even with all the work I've done, there was a part of me that continued to protect myself, to keep myself safe by not venturing in to those territories where there might be abuse. It's been easier to avoid the topic altogether because we've been so divided as a humanity. And that which divides us triggers the hell out of us. We've had extreme political differences, differences in our beliefs about certain pharmaceutical interventions and protections from the threats around the pandemic. I haven't wanted to talk about what I believe to be true because I didn't want to upset the apple cart and I wasn't alone. So many people danced around the topic for fear of enraging those who are already inflamed. When I was studying Dolores Cannon's work to be certified as a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner, Dolores talked a lot about a split that would be coming 
a division among people where some would go one way and some the other. At the time of my certification in 2017, I had no idea how quickly this would come upon us and what it would look like. Dolores Cannon wasn't a psychic. She was a hypnotherapist like me. But she had developed a method of taking people into a deep trance state where they would experience a past life, an alternate reality, or even a future reality. She started off as a past life therapist. She started taking her recordings from the sessions and writing books about what her clients were revealing. The reason I got so excited about Cannon's teachings was that I had a profound vision back in the year 2000. And she spoke about a friend of hers who had a vision and it was the exact same one that I had. And after that, I signed right up for her training and I started just absorbing everything I could about her work. And I haven't talked about that a lot on this channel. I've kind of kept it to a certain topic and, and uh, haven't really gotten into the more in-depth spiritual components behind my work. But let me tell you about the vision. I was hiking in the forest in Western Washington State where I once lived. And suddenly I was hit with this vision of the earth dividing in two, like a cell would divide. So I saw this one earth and it began to very slowly pull apart. And it was just like I was shown this and wasn't sure what it was or what to do with it. And when I asked what this was about, my mind interpreted it as good and evil, that one earth was good and the other was evil. One was light, the other was dark. And that made sense, right? In many ways, I had forgotten about my vision until I heard Dolores Cannon talking about her friend who had the same vision that I did. And I started to realize that others also had this vision. Others were coming forward. And then Dolores Cannon, in her sessions with people, they were reporting the same thing while in hypnosis. And the splitting of the worlds was becoming a theme in this work. She even wrote a book called The New Earth, talking about the earth that was pulling away, the new earth that was, in a sense, being born. And as I got into understanding more about Revelations, Revelations talks about a new earth. As I traversed into my work with narcissistic abuse, and sociopathic abuse, I began to understand a side of evil that I had not fully understood before, because it was in the year 2000 that this started for me. This is where this journey really began with me. This is where I started doing all my research. I had come out of this narcissistically abusive relationship. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't even know what narcissism really was. And then I was led into the research because of a therapist I was working with that said, well, this is narcissism. This person that you were with was a narcissist. 
And I, I just didn't get it at that time. So I started the research. And as a result, I wrote a book and started sharing it with others, started sharing what I was learning. And this was back in 2000, the same year I had that vision. So my life was already starting to go into the direction of a deeper understanding of this thing called narcissism and this thing called sociopathy. I knew what a sociopath was. I had studied sociopathy way back when Ted Bundy was killing women in my area where I lived. So I became very aware of that. And in order to feel safer, I studied it. So I kind of understood the mindset in a way. I understood that evil often dressed up in a nice suit. That people didn't realize who Ted Bundy was. That he seemed like just a normal, nice guy. And as I started to understand that, I realized that things are not what they appear to be. That evil dresses up in a nice suit. If evil looked like evil, then nobody could be manipulated or seduced by it, right? Malignant narcissists and sociopathic people are wolves in sheep's clothing. They presented themselves well, but behind the facade was a deeply selfish and destructive force that had no care or compassion for humanity. These people were the ones who would weave the web of illusion and catch people in their webs to be used and manipulated. There were people who would lead entire groups to their demise. There's the Jim Jones incident where drinking the Kool-Aid came from, right? The term drinking the Kool-Aid, that means you bought it. You bought the illusion that people drank poison to follow this man's lead. And they died in mass. And now, right now, there is a group of sociopaths who have the intention to lead an entire human race to its demise. And Revelations in the Bible talks about this. I haven't always been a big Bible person, but more and more I'm seeing the symbology, the symbolic messages in Revelations that speak of things happening in the world today, and I can't ignore it. I can't not talk about this anymore because I believe in so many ways this is what I have come here for. And I know I'm not alone. I think many of us have come here to help in this shift, but it takes a lot of courage to stand up to the status quo. My work with narcissistic abuse was just the doorway to help people understand that there's this evil in the world that wears a nice suit. And that was 20 years ago. But now everybody and their brother are talking about narcissistic abuse. The internet is filled with influencers who have made narcissistic abuse their niche. Meanwhile, I was being called to move beyond narcissistic abuse. 
People who want to believe that narcissistic abuse is just a psychological condition will continue to believe this. But I've felt from the very beginning of my work in this area that we were talking about something very dark. And it was a type of spiritual warfare. And that's why I continued to talk about making yourself strong, aligning with the light so that you would not be pulled in to that darkness. My first book was Spiritual Recovery from Narcissistic Abuse. And this was the book that launched my career. I felt the spiritual nature of the abuse and knew we couldn't heal ourselves just using psychology. We needed to understand the spiritual nature of this type of manipulation. We needed to understand the soul rape and depletion that happened. We needed to wake up to a greater truth and understanding. As the years went on, I had my own nemesis, and it wasn't the narcissist. It was my own confusion brought on by my metaphysical belief system. I studied things like The Course in Miracles that suggested there was no evil outside of ourselves and all evil was within us, rooted in our own ego. And if we could resolve our battle with our ego within us, we would no longer see evidence of evil in the outside world, in our personal life. Although I believe there was some truth there, these beliefs were also rooted in denial that the collective psyche of mankind was undergoing a spiritual warfare. Although it was important to clean up our side of the street and face our own inner demons, we could not deny that the collective was still in this major battle and we were being affected by it. We were in our own individual battles that were part of this collective narcissistic sociopathic battle. There was so much for me to understand yet and to believe I had it all figured out would be to live in a lie of my own superiority. I didn't have it figured out. I only had pieces of the puzzle and I needed to continue my own journey to understand the bigger picture. For me, the bigger picture fell somewhere between biblical scriptures and metaphysics. Both had truths, but the true truth lies somewhere in between. So it wasn't a matter of all Christians were right and everybody else was wrong, or all New Agers were right and everybody else was wrong. This was a battle of the ego, and it can be interpreted in so many different ways. So what we have to understand is a lot of this is interpretation. Even scripture is interpretation, and it has many different interpretations. The, the ego really needs to believe in its own righteousness and superiority. And this protects against feelings of inferiority and worthlessness. And that's why everybody wants to believe that their way of thinking is right. And that's what happened with this big division. 
that we recently went through is everybody believes they are right. It's a superior ego-based belief system. Narcissism itself is born from deep feelings of inferiority and worthlessness overcompensated by a greatly inflated ego that aligns a person's identity with the illusion of superiority and self-righteousness. This is why a narcissist can never be wrong. Being wrong would have devastating effects on the illusion of self that keeps the narcissist inflated and living in their own self-importance. On a larger scale, there are a group of people who have throughout generations amassed a great deal of wealth and power using deceptive practices. Their belief in their own superiority gives them the self-righteous belief that they have the right to rule the world and decide its fate. They have no concern for humanity, although this is the mask that they wear. Are you surprised? They successfully convince the public that they have their best interest at heart, when the truth is they have no heart at all. These are really soulless creatures who are leading humanity right off the cliff if we follow them. The split that I saw and that so many people are seeing now is the split between those who are awakening to the truth and those who remain sleeping and are like sheep being led to slaughter. Those who are still sleeping are not bad people, nor are they consciously aligned with evil. They're simply being deceived by these sociopathic powers. Those who are awakening are taking back their power and exposing the lies and the illusions we have been living under. These controlling powers have been active for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. Well, they have been active for thousands of years, way before the time of Christ. But they've risen in power now to a point where humanity is in extreme jeopardy. I'm not surprised that after eons of this black magic dance that's been going on, that we've finally arrived at this time of revelations. Now, I was a speaker on a panel back in the year 2011 when the year 2012, 2012 was upon us. The year 2012 had significance because it was the end of the Mayan calendar, which represented the end of an age. And some people even believe the end of the world. So we've had a lot of end times, right? But many of us believed it was simply the end of one age and the beginning of the next. Many astrologers believed we were leaving the Piscean age and entering the age of Aquarius. I had been doing research into the Mayan calendar prior to the year 2012, and also doing research into the age of Aquarius and what that meant. 
And it led me to a deeper understanding of revelations because revelations means the great revealing, which also means the end of the illusion that we've been living under. The age of Aquarius was also considered to be the age of transparency, which means we would begin to see what had been unseen throughout the ages, things we had not seen up until now. The theme here was that we were awakening to the truth that had been clouded by a sociopathically weaved illusion. And this is kind of what the topic of my talk was on that panel, that I talked about how we were entering this age of transparency this age where all would be revealed. Many people believed the awakening would be this instant thing. Ah, in the twinkling of an eye. But it has to be a gradual thing, otherwise people would completely lose it. In fact, now so many people are losing it, right? Because we're waking up so fast that if people are not growing and awakening with the energies that are awakening, they start to split within themselves and have psychotic episodes and things like that. So it's really important to have an understanding of what's going on on an energetic level. There are so many factors that are influencing this great awakening that's happening right now. There are astrological events and energetic frequencies that are happening on the planet, but there are also so many mysterious forces at work that we don't fully understand. The dark forces of the planet would have us believe we are nothing but parasites on the earth. And if we don't control our parasitic nature, we will destroy the planet. But the deeper truth is humanity has been infested with parasitic energies that belong to the dark forces, meaning the dark forces themselves are the parasites. I heard a reverend say he didn't like politics. He is not political. He said, if you break down the word politics, you have poly, which means more than one, and tick, which means parasite. So politics is more than one parasite. I thought that was pretty funny, but I believe that there are a lot of good people in the political arena who are fully aware of what's happening and doing their best to help. But sadly, the majority of people in the political arena are sociopathic and narcissistic people who are acting in their own self-interest for profit and power. The majority of the world leaders pulling the puppet strings are not elected officials. They're merely bribing and controlling the elected officials. So some of our elected officials are like flying monkeys doing the bidding of the dark forces. Some call this group of dark lords the cabal or Illuminati. And Illuminati means a group of people who claim to be enlightened or have special religious powers. We could go down an entire rabbit hole with this one. 
but I'll save it for another time. The important thing is, is for us to understand that there is a group of people who believe they are superior to the rest of humanity and have the right to decide the fate of humanity. This means we no longer have a choice in the matter. We don't get to choose who we want to be in leadership or we where we want our tax dollars to go or what media that we're exposed to or what choice to make in our own health and healing. Religious freedoms are being taken away. Our right to protest is being taken away. People are being sacrificed on the altar of these dark lords, and they are attempting to destroy anyone who is trying to expose the truth of what's happening right now. And yet so many people just tune into the mainstream media and their cooperative agenda and believe and do what they're told. I've watched a film where there are these so-called reporters on mainstream media all saying the exact same thing. They actually aligned in this film. They, they lined up all these different reporters in one box. So they all had their own box and they were all saying the exact same thing at the same time. They were reading the same exact script. They were being told exactly what to say. And it didn't matter what station they were representing. They were saying the same exact thing. They were handed a script and told to read it. Journalism is dead because the people reporting on mainstream news are no longer researching and reporting on the truth. They're reading a script given to them by the superpowers that want to control the narrative. Money and power are the false gods that are taking over the world. It doesn't mean if you have money that you're a false god. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying these are the gods that they worship. Is money and power and control and People end up doing what they're told to do in order to keep their jobs because they're afraid of losing that money. They're afraid of losing their paycheck. And the big money is telling them what to do. So we're in trouble here. And the biggest factor in people following the evil agenda is fear. People are afraid to see the truth or stand against the lie. Just as we ourselves were afraid to see the truth of the narcissist in our lives, we wanted to believe we were loved, valued, and cared about. But in the end, we had to wake up and realize that it was just a lie. The whole thing was a lie. We'd been living in an illusion. That was really hard. It had never been real. We were duped. And that's happening on a global scale right now. We're being duped. So let's use everything we have learned in our own experiences with narcissistic abuse and see how it applies to the bigger picture. The quest for the one world government and world control over the people is the agenda. It isn't about keeping people safe. It's about having complete power and control over the people. So let me ask you a question. 
if a narcissist that you know or have known could have had complete control over you, would he or she have taken it? I'll bet that most of you would answer yes, and some even answer, well, he did or she did have complete control over me. You know that the narcissist needs to see himself or herself as powerful and superior. And having complete control over you gives that narcissist a sense of his or her own superiority. And fear is what is being used to control the people. Fear is what is being spread in the mainstream media. But when we look behind the veil and we see what's really happening, it's terrifying. But still, as terrifying as it is, living in fear is not the way. And I do not want to come across as a fear monger. It's about truth. Because when we can wake up to the truth, we no longer allow fear to rule us. Because standing up to darkness is not an easy thing to do, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. We have to stand in our power, regardless of what's coming our way. And although there's a part of me that just wants to give up and retire on practically nothing, living in my camper away from society, I'm not choosing this road. And I'm here today to tell you that I'm not choosing the easy way out. So I thank you so much for your support. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for those of you who are with me on this journey and who are choosing to come along with me on this journey of awakening because it's not an easy journey and, and we're just about ready to collectively face some pretty big demons. And we've been prepared for this. We've been prepared for this because we've been through narcissistic abuse. We've seen the truth. We know what's out there. And I hope that if you're listening to me today, that you're not going to hide your light under a bushel either, because our lights are needed now more than ever. We need to come out and shine that light and speak our truth and support each other to rise up in the face of darkness and take our place in the light, which is the consciousness that is going this way, the consciousness that is pulling away from the old paradigm that is crumbling, that is falling down. And I believe that with all my heart that that's what's happening. So thank you so much once again for being with me. And if you would like to have more information on my work, you can go to NarcissismFree.com or KaliaLaRoche.com. Thank you so much and have a great day. I'll see you in the next podcast.